You are now listening to The Secret Life of a Grad Student. I'm Megan. I'm Laura, and we are two grad students who want to share the untold stories of graduate students past and present. In this episode, we're going to be interviewing Pablo Cruz Morales, our rising scientist this week. He's a postdoc out in California right now, but he did his grad work in Mexico at Sinvestal Langhabayo. He's going to be talking to you about his multiple experiences doing conference and travel literally across the world. He has so much to say. We're really hoping you like the, the outcome. So Pablo, uh, what, um, what are the early influences that made you interested in science? So where does it begin for you? I think I, for me it's very, it was very clear since I was a kid that I would be doing something biological because my parents are into that. My father is a veterinarian and he was doing a lot of field, I, I would say research now, but he was like sampling bats and cows and uh, for tuberculosis and brucellosis and other diseases that now now when I look back it's like it was very impressive like there were mm-hmm. bottles of phenol and test tubes at home that he was like storing because he would go in the morning and sample so that I think that and my mom is a nurse so it was also a lot about the f- I, I learned for example asepsia aseptic when I was very, very small, very like a child, I also went to the lab. My father used to run a pathology lab. So, I mean, that's like very, when you are a child and then you see protozoa and all of that, it's, it's crazy, right? Also, I grew up in the tropics. So Where did you grow up? In Tabasco, in the south of Mexico. So there were uh, like lots of, Jesus lizards and iguanas and monkeys and so I got to see a lot of nature. So I, I was I was sure that I would be doing that. We used to hike. We didn't call it hike, but we used to go outside and just just walk around the ranches around where I grew up. And I also got because of my parents were like that. I got um, like a microscope at home and like a chemistry set. How old were you when you got the microscope? Like six or five or something. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. The, the first book I remember, no, so this is, this is like that. So when I was very young, I got uh, Microbes Hunter. What is that? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book about microbiology with the story of Antoine Van Leeuwenhoek oh, okay. and uh, Pasteur and Spallanzani and all of these things. And I read it when I was even, the timeline, for example, I, wouldn't, I didn't even understand what it was. Like, I would, for me, all of these were heroic people, like, sort of fighting each other in a, you mm-hmm. know, like, in a... They're, like, superheroes they are, they to go, you? It, it, sort of, like, when I was a, a child, I was like, wow, it's exciting. Jenner discovered the, the way of doing vaccination. And then Spion Sun and Pasteur, which are not contemporary, but in my mind, they were, they were, like, fighting. But it's not really fighting. I mean, it's just a historical mm-hmm. trace of how bugs were discovered and so imagine if that was the first one i was strongly pushed into into science since i was a kid my sister is a scientist so so you can say that yeah yeah, so it was like a family (laughs) thing did you ever feel like there was like a pressure like an external pressure to like follow that path or Mm -hmm. did you feel like it was it's easy for you to just go 
like at, at early age, it was just fun, you know, like, like mm-hmm. just having lab stuff around, and it was it was just cool. Um, later, yes, when I I mean, this is all in hindsight. I yeah, thought of about course. it a lot because my sister is a scientist, and I always there is this like competitivity. You know, I'm the sh- this this the younger uh, youngest so, uh, mm-hmm. uh, child, so I was just like catching up with everybody. And it was also a great advantage because every time I show up at school, they they knew, you know, that I'm coming from this family where all the kids are good, so they didn't pay that much attention in the bad stuff that I did. Neither my parents, so I had a lot of fun. But my sister became very eager to do science. She left our city and went to Jalapa, which is a little bit in the in the Gulf Coast, but up north, mm-hmm. uh, to to do her bachelor's degree. Uh, and that had an impact in her family because she was like already following her dream of being a scientist. I remember that she wanted to to go to the Pasteur Institute. That was like her her stuff, no? Yeah. And and I don't know really, but I think that at the beginning it was more like a competition. Like, oh, I wanted to be a scientist first, so I'll you know. So, but it turned more like into an inspiration. My sister, it's been like it turned more into a what? Inspiration. inspiration. So it was it was more like. If she can do it, I can do it, you know. And uh, yeah. and, uh, and then now that I'm like older and she's also older, like like it's very clear that she was like a strong inspiration inspiration for me. Like like yeah, we're scientists. Like we we're doing this. <laughs> we can do it. Did you uh, did you end up following her in her footsteps onto the same college as well? No, 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 no. I I stay in in my city mm-hmm. in Villahermosa in the south of Mexico. To do my my bachelor's uh, in engineering, I wanted to do more like constructing stuff and all of that. What I guess. kind of engineering did you do? Biochemistry, biochemistry engineering. That's 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 my degree. <laughs> did you know that you were going to go to grad school? Uh, did you have this sense? Yeah. Like, did you have a vision for your future? Yeah, yeah. Since since high school, I I before so I wanted to work in labs. I didn't know exactly what was the flavor that I wanted, but I knew it would be. Yeah. laboratory stuff it will have to involve microbes somehow and I, I was even trained as a lab technician in, in high school there are these technical schools in Mexico that are really good so I got trained in parasitology and hematology and all of these things in high school in high school they, there's there's a school for that and, and I, I guess coming back to your first question there was another moment there I had a couple of teachers from there yeah um, three teachers actually that were my my laboratory teachers they taught me bacteriology, parasitology, immunology, all of these things uh, from a technical standpoint for high schoolers. And they were, like, it was super inspiring. Like, those classes were amazing. And and I became sort of like a lab pet that could be there all the time, just working by myself. And uh, so I knew that I would be doing lab. I I developed a willingness to to do it, right? And then in, in the university, I wanted to do something more to construct stuff, to make stuff, to make products, to make, uh, to transform things. I don't know. There is this engineering to me sounded like I will, I won't be like studying something for curiosity, but also I will be like making stuff. Mm-hmm. I was into trying to do engineering. That, that's that's a. Do you a, remember um, like what you like what you wanted to make? Not really. I, I tried different things. So I was, I remember at the beginning, I was more like into 
the food industry. That sounded to me. But I also, you have to, to, to see that I was growing in the south of Mexico. There's no biotech or anything. The only industry is, is like making chocolate or, or extracting oil from coconut. So that was around the things that I could see. I work in a lab doing, I remember, I was, I was extracting um, some carotenoids, I think, from, from uh, sapote, a sapotaceae. It's, it's, it's a tropical tree. Pauteria sapotea is the is name of the, of the tree. I, that I remember. For our listeners, you can look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so we were extracting exine from that. And it was about the preservation of the fruit. This is a type of industry. In the, you know, mm-hmm. It's tropical south of Mexico. I did an internship. It's, it's an internship of two months in a laboratory of a researcher from the National System of Researchers. Uh, you pick uh, uh, one of these labs all over the world, the, sorry, the country, and then you go and, and do an internship for two months. And, um, and after that, I, I never stopped. Like that was, I, I knew what I wanted to do, and it was making bacteria to use enzymes to make new stuff, like new products. So I did protein engineering. Mm-hmm. I started doing protein engineering. I started working in changing amino acids. And this is all still within college. Yeah, these internships yeah. are outside of the program completely. Like yeah. I was, so for me, I was doing science, but I was probably just cloning and, you know, <laughs> making point mutations and then running gels and because I didn't knew anything, right? So, yeah. so but it, it, in, in my memory, and I want to keep it like that, it was like, I'm doing research. But in that, that time, I, I knew that. I feel like I was on track, you know, like yeah. it wasn't food stuff. It wasn't really any medical stuff. I had a little experience in sampling, uh, taking samples from patients in a hospital when I was doing my training as a lab technician. And I didn't like, you know, all the human, mm-hmm. this human drama, you know, around, around medicine. It's, 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 it's too harsh for me. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So, so I was more into, you know, bacteria. constructing things. Bacteria doesn't have feelings <laughs> and they're cool and you can just, they don't talk, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And they're very cool. Yeah. So when you finished college after, I mean, this really, really vast experience uh, in your undergraduate work, when you finished college, did you immediately go to grad school? So I did, I did my internship in the National University. And then immediately after, I went back home to finish one semester and, and joined the program in the same lab. I like the lab. So you joined the same lab the same at lab. the National University? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you started grad school, did you, um, did you know who your mentor was going to be right away? Yeah, the, 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 his name is Francisco Barona. I worked with him when I was uh, an undergrad in my second internship from the Mexican mm-hmm. Academy of Sciences. And I knew that I wanted to work with him because he was young and he was so eager to get stuff done. I had no doubt that I, I, I wanted to work with him. I was mm-hmm. dragged by his emotion to work. You know, he was you so very intense. attracted to him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, 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 it was exciting to, to work in, in, in the stuff that he was looking at. And I did my PhD with him, actually. I, I mean, I, I look, I, he's basically the person that trained me. Okay, so Pablo, uh, this week's topic, or this series topic, is conference and travel. And really what we want to do this this series is get a sense for how PhD students do conference and travel and how it sort of weaves into their stories of their PhDs. Mm-hmm. So first question is, having done your PhD in Mexico, 
did you have the opportunity to travel abroad to conferences? Yes, I did. I did a couple of conferences and internships, and I think I think they were very useful. Being, being in Mexico okay. was a little bit isolating. So, yeah. can you tell me about uh, some of those experiences? Can you tell me about the internships? I did um, just before starting. So it was outside the PhD, but it was mm-hmm. like heading towards the PhD. Uh, I did an internship in the Max Planck Institute in Tübingen, in Germany, the south of Germany, for a couple of months uh, with Birte Hacker. Um I did one in France, in Paris Sud University, mm-hmm. with Marie-Joel Birol. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name properly, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> Marie-Joel Birol. And um, that was also a couple of months. Was that also before you that started was your during PhD? the PhD? That was during? Okay. And, and then I did another one with uh, Hilles van Bessel in the University of Leiden in, in the Netherlands. And the three of them were, uh, they were like short two to three months, mm-hmm. but they were super important for me to meet people that I still, you know, I still see around and to get a sense of their research outside. I think, I don't know exactly what, but what is that you want to extract from this, but but I can tell you that the most important thing that I think I got from there, besides the technical stuff that you always learn, mm-hmm. was that I was as good. I was, I have been always having this fear of being not that good, you know, like thinking that I'm good, but, but once I step outside my institute, mm-hmm. so when I was in the South and I went to Mexico City, I was like, oh, wow, this is not like, everyone's better than me. And then when I, when I left these better universities from Mexico, like the, the top universities from Mexico, and I went abroad to the Max Planck, I was like, I'm probably the worst student here. And then after a while, you feel just confident and like, okay, I can do this. I have a question. So um, are you saying, so did it feel like when you entered Max Planck the, for the first time, uh, you know, as you were starting your PhD. Scared. Scared. And then and then was it like how did you feel by the end of your experience at the Max Blank? Less scared, like like a little bit um ashamed of, you know, like n- n- not in a really negative way, just like, well I did it. I did my best, I guess it's but but with a sense that I can I can do it, you know, like I can <laughs> the first thing I remember was I don't speak English that well. I remember that, like, when I was leaving the... It was in Germany, actually. And I'm leaving the train, and I'm like, I don't understand a lot of things. I don't know what's going on. And and when I went to the lab, I think I, I had to do it. I had to speak in English. I had to present my results. I had to talk with everybody. And um, they were very kind with me and, and patient. And it was, it was very nice. And I think after that, I was like, okay, I can do this. And also, like, just being in a group that is different with different a different organization. There was a Nobel Prize around. That was the first time I saw a Nobel Prize in that institute. Nuslim uh, was is the director of that center. And I, the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, it looks human. Like, it was, it was, it was shocking. <laughs> Everything was shocking. Yeah, I mean, because these are like idealized beings, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't really get to see it. But they, they're just people that, that are really extraordinary people, but it's just people. And when you see them, it's very impressive, but then you're like, okay, they're they're made of flesh, just just like you, like like, <laughs> like it is. You're not that good, but but you're human too, uh, and they're human too. It, it was very um, revealing to me. I was like, okay, I can do it. I can yeah. be here. I can I can live anywhere. 
Okay, and then uh, fast forward to when you did the internship in France. How many years were so between that? I think that was in my second year or in the year and a half, like halfway through my PhD. So when you went, when you got to France, what was your confidence level like? It was it was better on the sense of, of living, like living outside. It was exciting also. Uh, but science-wise, I was... I was completely new to that. I was yeah. learning how to deal with central metabolism, streptomycetes in actinobacteria. That was a subject I was doing in that in that moment. And um, I remember that I learned the word the word maladroit, maladroit, which is more like silly. Or I don't know if that's the correct translation, but the context of the word was like it's, it was about an idea that I have. Mm-hmm. And, and my mentor there told me, like, I think that's kind of silly in a very kind way. And I was like, okay, I guess. So I was trying to push ideas around a little bit, like trying to be a little bit more confident, but I still see. I, I saw that I wasn't well-trained, right? Yeah. I wasn't scared of that, but I, was, I wasn't good. <laughs> you know, I had to learn. And by the end of your time, it's the same question as earlier, by the end of the time in the internship in France did you feel uh more or less better how did you feel I feel I felt better I I felt like I was understanding stuff that I didn't understand when I arrived and like things start to like make sense things started to click yeah to click and I was (laughs) like oh okay so if I do this type of experiment I can see this way so I came back home full of 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 ideas that were not completely done but I was like full of ideas because Mm -hmm. of the I had time there to to think and, and to discuss and I can do this particular type of science and and, and, and I felt more into the the science itself, you know, like like yeah. physiology and stuff that I had to learn to do to do my research. So um, when you return to Mexico um, <laughs> to continue your work in Mexico, did you feel like you missed it? at the internship or did you feel um, excited to continue your work? I was, no, I was excited to continue. So, so when I finished my master's, I was, I was willing to move. I, wa- I wanted to go to Sweden or Germany. I, I was like into that track of applying to stuff and looking around for new, new places in, the, in, in Europe actually. Mm-hmm. But then um, I was scared of the U.S. I didn't want to come to the U.S., so I was like, okay, I'll go to Europe. The reason why I stayed is because my mentor offered me to do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I guess he had he had saw that I, I was connecting evolution. I was liking it, not even connecting evolution and biosynthesis. He put, he put in front of me a bunch of papers on biosynthesis mm-hmm. of natural products, antibiotics and all of that. And I just got excited about it so much that I decided that I, I felt like I could have gone to Europe. I, and I will never know. I didn't did it at that <laughs> point, but um, I decided that it was a great idea to stay. So coming back to my lab was, was great. I also have to say that I was in that place that, uh, that I was doing my PhD. is called Langevio, which is like one of the top laboratories in Mexico. It's, yeah. a, it's a small lab. But it had at that at that moment all the PIs, PIs most of the PIs sorry were new and the and the older ones were like top Mexican scientists. It was very exciting to be there. We were just in a, like in the inauguration of the place, like um, 
everything was new. So it was really exciting to to go back to Mexico. I really wanted to go back. I, this this question is related to both mm-hmm. conference and also the in, the internships. Mm-hmm. Um, so with regard to the resources that were available to you, how um, how did you one find out about conferences and internships, and two how like how were they funded? There's a community, right? And when you start like visiting other labs, like when I went to the Netherlands and France, I started linking with people and then you follow with them and they if they organize something you will know right in my field there are there are a couple of conferences that happen to, to also they happen in mexico in those years so my lab organized one of these international conferences in in puerto vallarta in mexico so i got to see everybody and it was cheap for everybody to go because it was we were local right mm-hmm. um so that was that, that's the way you like sort of start networking we don't, you don't even know how, I didn't even knew that there was networking, right? Like that's called networking. <laughs> you just talk with people and, and find someone that you like and is interesting. And then you keep, just keep talking with these people, right? So that's how you find out. The, the way I did that, 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 yeah, people tell you like, oh, there's this conference, are you coming? And like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll try. And then in, in Mexico, there is, there is, uh, st- students have a little bit of money for, for traveling. There is, uh, there are programs for that, and I also applied for for grants to go to mm-hmm. go to other places. I remember I went to a it's not a conference, a workshop in microbial genetics, specialized in natural products. So mm-hmm. it's very very specific for my community, where all the professors that you read the papers about from their labs and, and so on, you see them there, and you have a week to talk with them. It's in Croatia. Everyone in my in my field knows this conference. So I, I got a, a, a grant from the organization to go there. You got a grant from the conference? Yes, from the conference. I applied for it. And I think that that more or less like closed the deal for me. Like I, ever since I have been in this, doing this type of, of science. But the point of, of, of funding, it was like, there's a combination of funding from my lab, from the organization. So mm-hmm. in this case, they pay for everything in there. I have to find money for flying and I think we have a grant with the French group, so like we combine these two things. You start. I start learning <laughs> you start about this. Start like right? putting a bunch of money yeah. together, and then you, as a student, then maybe the money is pretty tight. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows that. Like you go traveling, and there's like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna eat, you know, tuna can. It's fine. It's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. Or or I'll I'll just walk a little bit instead of taking a taxi. It was it was a little bit like that, you know. Like you just, mm-hmm. just manage to go there. You're so excited. And that, that doesn't matter if you spend a little bit of your money here and there. I remember that for all the internships, I shut down my the places I was renting. I put my stuff somewhere else, and then I came back and rented a new place because that was cheaper, you know. Like so, so you have to like find a way, you know. Yeah, yeah. the conferences are just so important that. You just have to make the sacrifices yeah, to yeah. get to or go. I didn't even see them as a like, Imagine that you are, like, in my family, we didn't have enough to travel around the world and have been around <laughs> thanks, thanks to science. So if if you get the chance to go to to live in Paris, like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. Or, or Croatia. Like, have you ever been in Croatia? No, I've never been. <laughs> I've been, and it, it was free, you know, like, yeah. but, and, and exciting and not like really a sacrifice mode like uh, it's I know what the word is or it's a feeling but I can't describe it it's just so exciting that you, yeah. you you have to do it right like you you cannot 
it's like I can't miss opportunity. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You it's an opportunity, not an a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the differences from like the first conference that you ever attended to like the last conference you attended of your PhD? Yeah. Well, the first one I was completely lost. Like I knew <laughs> who the people were and it's exciting and then you try to read all the posters and go to every every talk and everything. And I was just lost. I, I knew some of the superstars that were presenting their work that was just publishing science and nature. It was very exciting. But I was I was lost, basically. I didn't understood the stuff that was going on. <laughs> I didn't understood how the poster sessions were. You know, I mean, I, I knew that you stand next to a poster, and, but I didn't knew that it's more like an open discussion. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I, 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 I think that no one show up at my poster. I think I felt bad about it. I don't. I don't. I don't remember very well. But it was basically the summary is I was a little bit lost. Yeah. You know, in general, and in the last conference that I attended, I I was just you know part of the community. So I knew people from the different labs. I have been. I'm very talkative, as you can see. So <laughs> so I I get confidence, and I was just like meeting new people, and um, I'm I think that that I will I will keep you know like in the, in the same community so next conference I'll I know people there mm-hmm. I know that I can follow up on the work of people that I, I get interested on the subjects that I'm interested on and also the people so it's uh, yeah it's a big difference like now you know that poster sessions can be a good chance for uh, talking with that person that's been doing something cool and then you might want to get a shot at interacting with this paid person mm-hmm. uh, Maybe you can get lost in the lunch and try to sit with people that you also want to talk with. More enjoyable experience with less stress, less trying to to show how good you are. You know? What was the most impactful conference that you attended? And can you tell me a little bit about that experience? Like really get into the details yeah. of it. So, what was like the most important experience that you had while... So, well, let's not limit this to conferences. Just the most important experience mm-hmm. you had while you were abroad. So there are there are two uh, conferences that one that happened in Mexico. It happened in Puerto Vallarta, and my lab organized, and we were sort of on a budget. Mm-hmm. That so so we did a lot of the work of organizing the abstracts and all of that. So I took care of that. So I I had to read like hundreds of abstracts. It's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, and um, so I got to see what everybody was doing. And when people started arriving, we were giving the badges to the people. So I saw them, you know, so when you see their face and then you see this, this abstract about some exciting compound that is produced by this beautiful streptomycete from wherever, then you see the person and it's like, okay, I, need, I know who to talk with. And I was also in Mexico, so I was local. I wasn't stressed about, you know, how to move around or anything and uh, in that conference I got to meet a lot of people and also uh, my work was selected for a small uh, there was a session like it's, it's crazy it was a I don't I haven't seen it again it's a plenary session with young scientists so so mm-hmm. you get like I don't know 10 minutes or five minutes or something like that like short time and then you speak about your work yeah in front of everybody like it's a plenary in front of the, not just the young scientists no, no, no. in front of everyone. No, no, it's there. a plenary. So, so there were there were like plenary proper, plenary big shot 
talks yeah. and then and then the session for in the same with the same the biggest yeah. scenario, right? And and that was very uh, stressful, but at the same time it was it was nice, you know, that that just you know being selected and it, oh, it was it was very exciting. Um, I think that that made me feel sort of uh, part of the community, and also it was very good for my network. I don't I, I don't think people remember me from there, but I do remember them. After that one, I went to to the um, workshop in Dubrovnik, in the, organized by the John Innes Center. And and then I had like, it's like a VIP time with the, <laughs> with the stars of your field. And um, there were professors that are like, oh, I'm going to name one. It was, it was super exciting to me. I met Julian Davis there. And I have read a lot about that. I was into why antibiotics yeah. exist in nature. I don't, I, I don't want to get like too technical, but basically the idea was antibiotics are not they don't evolve to be antibiotics in nature only, mm-hmm. maybe some, but not most of them are not for that. And that idea, it was shocking to me. It was like, oh yeah, this explains a lot of this. I was doing evolution of biosynthesis mm-hmm. and all of that. So I read a lot of, of his work and um, like a big fan, you know, like I was crazy about these ideas. And I have never seen him himself. I went to this conference and there was some talk about some organic chemistry or biosynthesis of, of natural products, but very into the chemistry. And there were words that were used in that secondary metabol, like they were talking mm-hmm. about secondary, secondary, secondary. And I was in a in a little period of my life where I was like, it's not secondary, it has to be, it's more important. It's, <laughs> it's as important as primary. So mm-hmm. I was just absorbing this and, and being too strict about these things. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I was in that conference, it triggered me, and I ended up raising my hand, which I was still a little bit ashamed of doing, uh-huh. raising my hand in a small group, I don't know, like 25 people maybe, with, full of professors yeah. that you admire and that you want to work with them. And then I, but I was out of control, and I was like, this is wrong, it doesn't make evolutionary sense, and so on. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was... You were just, you were enraged. Yeah, I was this, I was getting trying to get into the discussion there, sort of triggered, and then I sat down. And I was like, okay, I ruined it. I ruined it. Like I'm, I just made a fool of myself. And then uh, a person next to me, a seasoned scientist next to me, he turned around and told me, uh, like, good job, and and thumbs up, me, and and I was like, who's this person? And then <laughs> a little bit afterwards, I realized that that was Julian Davis, and I was talking about this stuff that I had read from him. And um, it was it was very crazy to me to... to Because I was absorbing what he said, basically, and <laughs> just repeating it. I don't know, I probably doesn't remember, but to me, it was, it was like, <gasps> I'm, I'm just next to him, you know, like a fan level with a rock star. It was, it was, it was really, really um, exciting also to, to sort of being discussing with the big shots. Maybe... This story is gonna change through time, and it's gonna be more exciting. But, but, <laughs> or because it's it's been a while. But, but um, it's a mem- moment that I sort of treasure, right? Like I was like learning and being yeah. trying to be scholar, and um, next to my hero at the time, right? It was it was it was really 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 nice. It's such an amazing moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. 
This has been A Secret Life of a Grad Student. Tune in next week. Our series on conference travel continues with the great Mina Bissell. You can find us anywhere where you find podcasts.